convenience and safety, classification and placements are active and tracking at this station. Welcome to the Orbital Sword. Please follow me to the reading room. In three, two, one, engage. Welcome aboard the Orbital Sword. I'm David Moulton. I'm Scott Herzog. And I'm Jim Arrowwood. And on this episode, we're reviewing The Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss. Uh, this is book two in his King Killer Chronicles. And uh, in this story, we see Quoth's journey continue a little bit further in his education to magic. And then as well as journeying into a patronage with a... Uh, in a faraway country where he kind of learns more about the um, Chandrian and uh, about the people who killed his parents. And uh, some more things develop with Denna or Diane or whatever yeah, her name is. Whatever her name is at the moment. <laughs> uh, that love story kind of moves along. Uh, and then culminating with return back to the school. Yeah. With some other journeys in there as well. Yeah. But- more stuff we'll happens. get to that yeah yeah there's many adventures that Quoth has <laughs> Quoth, but, yeah. yeah well that's a good brief two uh three sentence summary yeah so, yeah um so what would you uh, so what were you guys impressions of the uh book jim let's ask you first i want to hear from jim <laughs> <laughs> okay um way too long okay all right. So how do you really um, feel about it? Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there were, when I first started reading, I felt like, okay, here we go again. And of course I knew how much, how much, how long this book was. And I said, oh, please, please, not a thousand pages of Quote versus Ambrose, because that's kind of the way it started out. <laughs> it did, it did, but it didn't take yeah. you there. Ambrose has very little to do with this book. Right, <laughs> and and it, it kind of went away from, well, not kind of, but it totally went away from that with everybody telling him, you know, you need to get out of town. Right. And I thought, yes, this is good. And then he went here, and he went there, and then he went too far, and then he came back, <laughs> <laughs> and it. I mean, I guess there were parts of it I enjoyed, and there were parts of it that that really kind of put me off. Mm. Hmm. Okay, and and I'll I'll save my rant for later. Right. right, right. <laughs> Well, we do have the rant master that's up next. So we'll uh, we'll have David cue uh, uh, rant go. <laughs> you know, you I, might- I've been I've been taking lessons. So. Right, 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 right. Take take some notes here, Jim. He's gonna he's gonna go. I don't, you guys might be disappointed. I don't know if I've got crazy rants on this one. I I mean, I didn't like it, but I not with the. I think. Um, you know, it's like you see one horrible thing, and then the next horrible thing you see doesn't hurt as much. I kind of feel like that with this book. So you feel like the pain's been dulled as well. Yeah. As far as, like, story-wise, I enjoyed this one more to a degree, which we'll get into. When we get into, like, the, the adventures, there's a, a turning point in the book where I started to get, like, 
what? Like, this was good. I don't like it anymore. Uh, so, um, but we'll get into that. I'm sure when we talk about, uh, talk about that. Um, it's almost like his writing style totally changes from this reality based magic world. And then all of a sudden it, it like shifts gear into full on magic fantasy. And at that point, it's like, I would have been okay with one or the other, but the, the like two page switch into it, it just kind of threw me off. So, um, yeah, I didn't hate it. I, I think it's, it's incredibly pointless. Nothing happens. You've got this, you got this. Well, okay. A lot of things happen, but overall, like you got three, three days for him. Okay. Look at me going into a rant. You have three <laughs> days to tell the story, right? And on the first day, it covers like all of his childhood and then like into school. And it's like several years. And this book is like, feels like it's twice as long. And it, it covers like one third of this amount of time that the first book did. Probably less because yeah. it's like one year yeah, at it, max. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like one year. And if even, and you, I, I mean, I don't, I get the opinion that like the really crazy stuff happens when he's more of an adult. So it's like, what's the jump going to be like in the third book that he's never going to write? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, that's not, I'm a little bit disappointed, but, David, because I was expecting much yeah. more of a rant. I mean, Jim, you can put down your pen and pencil because you don't need to take notes in this. It was a terrible rant. Ter- yeah. I mean, or as one might, as one might say, the third book, which some of us hope he never does. Right? <laughs> we know if he does it, we're going to review it on this podcast. Just saying. Mm-hmm. No, because we have to. Uh, we're completionists, right? Yeah. We have to know how bad it got or, or how good it got. Yeah. Because this could be, well, this could be like the middle book slump. If you want to argue it's a slump, it could be like the middle book. Yeah, but. Slums aren't usually better than the first book. Well, see now. <laughs> so, so let me uh, let me go on. Let me step on my soapbox a little yeah. bit here. Um, I absolutely loved the first book, as you know, because I talked about it in a lot of last podcast. I loved it, and this book I loved up till Florian, and then when we got to Florian, I'm like, okay, and I didn't. It wasn't. And what got it, what got me wasn't the fact, like, I saw the point because he gets his cloak of shadows and, like, all this plays into the mythology that was hinted at in the first book. And the Chandrian are kind of part of this larger mythology. They're they're kind of outside time and they play into that fairy world. And so I understand why it's there. I just felt, for me, the story felt stalled when we hit Florian. And it wasn't till we got to the, uh, to Tempe's crowd that I was kind of like back engaged and then excited when he returned back to, um, when he, when he returned back to, uh, the university at the end. And, but there was a middle part. I was like, Oh, I got to read this book again. It was, but it was just that part that it felt like it didn't, wasn't quite as strong for me. So for me, I still feel like, um, you know, name of the wind is still like, of the two books, still solid, but I almost want to wait to judge this book until I, until we get the third one, because it's one of those things that there are things in here I'm, I'm questioning, but I'm wondering, I'm sure he's not writing stuff that's absolutely pointless. It's just stuff that we haven't had the, the curtain pulled back in our eyes yet. Um, but definitely name of the wind was a little bit more of a favorite book for me than this book. Um, 
but it had there there were some really phenomenal moments in this book, which I'm sure we'll get to. So, had this book been the first book, I think maybe I would understand why people like it. But this book being the second book, I still don't understand what motivated people after they were done the first book to then read another one. I just it totally misses me. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I know. I know you guys both gave the other one five stars because, like, I guess you drank the Kool-Aid or something. Right, right, right. Well, you know, and uh, Jim sent, sent me some Romulan ale and I uh, took it out. <laughs> so, but. so but, after after reading this book, I don't understand what all the raving is about Yeah, anymore. Uh, oh, about this book, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll hear some other people that are raving about this book because we got some listener feedback in that we're going to share a little bit later on. So, yeah. But. So I can <laughs> expect to make a few enemies tonight. Oh, good. <laughs> not just <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, so it's not. It's not today. It's not just your responsibility, David. Actually, you'll probably make less enemies than Jim will because uh, I saw some of Jim's comments. So, but go ahead, <laughs> Jim. Uh, do you want to take us into the next part of the show here? All right. Well. We have a cast of characters that goes uh, a great deal. Well, a lot of them are familiar, and then we we do get some new ones. Uh, We have Cavote and Bast and the Chronicler all in the inn, and he's uh, the story is is getting told. Uh, Cavote reveals his real name. Um. Yeah, quote you know, as they go on. Quote, yeah, or however it's the audio. The audio. Um, the audio book pronounces it quote. So, quote. Yeah, quote. Okay, so that's all right. Um, Master Elodin is around. Uh, tells uh, is one of the people that that convinces quote to get out of town. Yeah, absolutely. For a while. But, 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 okay, so I think we moved a little bit quickly there. Yeah, there's some stuff we need to talk about. Okay, so, well. Yeah. Okay, let's start with Master Loden. I mean, he's more than just tells him to go away. Like, that's the part of the book that I was kind of really getting into. When it was like Harry Potter, when, when you like, you hit the third book in Harry Potter, and it goes from just being this fun, like, children's story to all of a sudden having, like, a lot of depth. I felt like the, the part with him at the school, uh, was now getting to that like interesting depth where they were really going into stuff and like Aloden was kind of doing that teaching without teaching type thing. Right. It was kind of like, you know, you know, he realizes at the end what it was all about, but here, here he's just, it sounds, seems like he's just being crazy. Some really interesting things at the school, you know, they hinted the backstory of, um, when Aloden meets, uh, that girl, I can't remember her name. The one that he, he always, yeah, Aria, yeah, that he always meets on the rooftop. And right. How they're similar, and he kind of knows who she is, but they're not saying. Right. Um, to me, that was the best. That was like my favorite part of the book. But even at the end, when they bring a load him back, you suddenly Quoth realizes that this journey he's he's learned an immense amount while yeah. on this journey, especially with naming yeah. and being able to control and call the name of the wind and. So, yeah, quite fantastic. I think we also need to back up, though, even further and talk a little bit about Bast, because the ending here with Bast is so sinister, because the book ends with him laughing, yeah. and that's it. Wow. And you're like, 
Okay. I could, I guess I didn't understand. Like it's to, to me, it still seemed like he was manipulating these guys to then again also continue to manipulate Quoth to become the person he was. But at the end, it very much seemed like they failed and he was going to kill them. Right. Well, and that's that's what they're hinting at, right? And we're like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he, but and it, but and the laughing was like something other than human. And we of course know that Bast isn't human, right. but what he is, we don't know exactly yet. Yeah. That's that's a big tease that I found kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to read the third book, Dave. Yeah, oh, that's that's the key. Yeah, right there, right yeah. there. That's to make you read the third book. <laughs> but <laughs> once again, with this one, I did find like all of the innkeeper stories really boring and kind of. Oh, really? Yeah, just the same one. It's like if you would have done a story about the innkeeper stuff in a different book, like I might have found it more interesting. But the switch back and forth just. It was almost like he had two ideas and he couldn't make either of them good, so he just stuck them together. Yeah, it was. You know what? It's 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 funny because the uh, I, the fight between him and the soldiers is kind of interesting, and then uh, when um, when Bass comes back and like sucks out the illness, the t- you know, heals his mouth and all that, um, and then when you find out he's done it because he's Bast is really passionate. About getting Quoth back to the hero he was, for whatever reason. Hopefully, a third book tells all. Yeah, I'm sure we'll. But uh, that's um, that seems to be the driving force for him. Yeah, I just feel like it's done very backwards. So, like, uh, I'm reading the the Strand series, and they do a very similar thing for their interludes. They also call interludes just like this book does. And during those times, it's like they tell backstory about things that are had been hinted at. You know, like what some guy did as he was growing. Like the first book was they just followed one of the characters like growing up through the Holocaust, and every interlude went back to like the story of how he escaped the Nazi concentration camp and a little bit more and more and how vampires were involved. But this one, it's like it, it fasts forward, which takes away from the story that the main story to me, just like knowing how things are going to wind up. Doesn't keep me invested in young quotes story at all. It, it doesn't make me feel like it's urgent or like there's any pressure to it because you know that he's going to go, he's going to make it through well to a degree to being in hiding somewhere. Right. So. Right. I, I just feel like it's kind of backwards. If it would have been a story about him at the end and him meeting Chronicler and, and something. And then like the interludes were these condensed versions of him as a child. I think that would have worked a lot better for me. Yeah. I don't know. Jim, what are your thoughts on that? I uh, understand exactly what, uh, David is saying and, and somewhat agree, but I don't think that was what the author is trying to do. No, um, he's not. I, I have to agree with the rant from the last show that David gave <laughs> where the, the author is sitting there and, Oh, look how crafty I am and how, look how, how well I can write and look at how neatly I can keep this character from suffering any consequence from the things he does and things like that. Because all the while I read this book, I had David's words in the back of my mind. And I, 
and I was watching for what he pointed out. And sure as heck, uh, no matter what happens, there's not going to be any outcome. Quoth is going to be just fine, and why bother reading it? But see, that's, uh, for me, it's not that there is an outcome, because he is no longer the man he is today, is not the man that he was. And how can someone that's so heroic, where everything goes right all the time, end up being the innkeeper that he is now? Oh, I have the answer for you and right that now. Is, and that is, that is, you haven't read the third book. That is the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this guy's predictable. Right, right. So, but, the, uh, uh, but, but there's something in there that... Well, maybe he's just bored to death. Here, here it is. It's in the name. <laughs> the King Killer Chronicles. The king is bad. And he kills the king because he's bad. But everyone thinks the king is good. So, as a result, everyone is after Quoth for killing the king. I think the, I think the uh, king that he kills is the head of the Chandrian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that could be too. And therefore, he kills him. And you're right. He is considered a murderer by the kingdom. Yeah, and so he goes into hiding, and he's just, at this point, he's been in hiding for so long that he's kind of forgotten who he is. Well, I don't even know. I still feel like it's an all an act, like getting beat up and all that stuff. If that was, that to me, that was all part of his, his act, because he even talked about at least some of the blows he was playing to to play down the, the, the hits. I mean, and then it does turn out to, like, they kind of take advantage of it and and beat him up some more, but yeah. Yeah. Nah. I don't know. All right. I mean, I, I've already ground Jim down. I'm just <laughs> trying you're, to, you're working, you're working, working at me. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, no. Let's gang up on him. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, next thing you know, Jim will be hitting me over the head with the loot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dana. I enjoyed her character much more this time. I mean, there was still the like, like bad relationship, like example for people reading, like for kids reading the book kind of thing. But at the same time, like their relationship had rocks. Um, yeah, you know, quote goes on oftener at one time. And yeah. Jeopardizes the relationship. But in the, and I, I mean, I like that because it, you know, it put a mirror at quote because, you know, anyone reading this, book and wanting to emulate the the character of quoth now can see how toxic he is in this relationship to her it's like because he's trying as much as he wants her to be different and not be like every guy he's being like every guy and trying to control her and have her fit into his like imagination of her and 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 wanting her to be certain things and i like the way she kind of like turns it around in an example to show how you know how he's acting and um, I like the growth in that relationship. It still was dumb, but I, I like the gro- growth in it. I thought it was better. Once they are out of college or to area. Yeah. They're, uh, and when he runs into, uh, when he breathes his breath back into her, cause she loses her breath and bring calls the name of the wind and breathes it. I, I'm okay. I could give her a take. Denna. Denna. Yeah. It's not a big, big deal for me, but. I'm wondering what I'm wondering what her motivation is. See, there is so, it, there's something more to Dana, and that's that's I keep getting this. There's 
like she has a command, like that one girl that's being taken advantage of, like she takes command of that situation. Yeah, and he gives her advice on how to be a, a proper prostitute. So I'm wondering what Dana actually is. Yes, and I'm wondering if she's not. I'm wondering if she's not a fairy creature, but I don't know. Uh, I didn't get that. But no, I, I didn't either, but I'm just wondering. I'm pretty sure her patron is the guy he plays game with, games with all the time. Mm, I think of anything. I wonder if her her patron's also part of the Chandrian. Could be. I thought that, that for would a totally, while. That, that, that would totally mess up Quoth. But then, it, but then, like the there were a lot of quotes about her being beaten with a stick, with her master's stick, and that guy always walks around with a walking stick. And there were just like when the tree was talking to him about her. A lot of the clues he laid out made it sound like it was that guy and how when she had to go away to see him, that guy was also not available to play games or anything. That was what I, I mean. I, I, I think it's him. Oh, there you go. And Maybe I think it he's, he's going to turn around from being, uh, he's going to turn around from being this like mentor to being the, the villain hmm. or a villain. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Could well, be a Chandrian. Yeah, could be. Could be. I am glad we didn't see a ton of Ambrose in this book. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yes. So we have Ambrose in the list here, but I'm quite frankly glad that Ambrose Jackass and uh, did, not, <laughs> did not make yeah, it. Yeah, he was very limited, thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, he's mentioned, and he obviously, uh, quote, seems to get his jollies on making him think that he got some girl pregnant, and, you know, the there's some humor in that, and... The incident that caused them to leave the university, that happened at the beginning of this book, right? Yeah. And that was the... Uh, he broke in to his... No, he... Was it Malefic Mal Maleficence? Oh, Malfeasance. Malfeasance? Malfeasance, yeah. Didn't something happen with that? Yeah, with old blood and the gram and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember what happened in the last book or this book. I, no. I mean, there was that, that was in the beginning where he like broke in to get the ring, right? And for, the malfeasance and, occurred, and, and yeah, and then he gets he does something to get back to him, and everyone kind of knows. Well, it was called. He called the name of the wind. And he was put in trial. Oh, okay, yeah, it's because he called the name of the wind. I he think. was put in trial for it, and the trial made the university look bad, and both him and and uh, Jackus kind of had to withdraw for a semester or two. That's where it happened. Yeah, that's right. So, but anyway, it was time for him to, it was time for a quote to move on. Yeah. Right. And uh, get out of the picture for a little while. And get out of Dodge. That's for sure. How about, hey. how about Devi? Yeah. Davy, right? I think it's Devi. They actually, they actually pronounce it as Davy in the, in the audio book, but Do they? We, can call, we can call it whatever we want. So, so, but Davy, uh, the you're talking about the the money lender, right? Yeah, yeah. So Davy, right, the one that used to be in, in, in the failed arcanist who was kicked out of the university. Yeah, they really develop her character in this one. They do, and mm -hmm. uh, and there's a little bit more to her. Yeah, and uh, and at the end, when they reveal that she's not in this for the money, brings a whole other layer to her. You know? Yeah, I liked what they did with her character. Yeah. I thought it. It kept her around, and it kept her interesting to me, hmm. which um, 
She didn't have a lot of dimensions in the first book. No. She's always been an interesting character to me. Um, how she, she is a master at wheeling and dealing and, um, she takes care of business and she's very smart. She is. She is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, what, where does it take us next? Uh, Master Alvaron? Well, we yeah, we move on. Mayor Alvaron. Mayor Alvaron. And Mayulon Lackless. Yeah, that whole, uh, the whole courting thing. So he's, of course, of course, is hired by Mayor Alvaron to be, to be, develop this relationship, really. Yeah. Um, and in the process also helps him from being poisoned, which I'm not sure that I really understand why the Arcanist that was there was actually poisoning him. Whether it was intentional or unintentional. Did you guys it pick was, up? It was intentional. Yeah. But I think it was more, the poisoning thing was more of a plot device to get uh, Quoth in tight with Alvaron. So that Alvaron trusted him enough to let him do this job that he wanted to do as a matchmaker. And also go out and go after the tax collector or the the people that were waylaying the tax collectors. Do you mean as a literary tool or as in like quoth put the poison thing together? Yeah. No. 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 As a literary tool. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah okay. I I would agree with that. Um, I felt like the motivation for the Arcanist that did it was ne I was never quite clear, or maybe as clear as I wanted to be about why he did it. Um, but I understand how it put him into the good graces. Um, but for me, when he went out to go after the bandits, that that was more of a device to get rid of them and get them out of the castle. That was my understanding. It wasn't like, because he was in, he was in his good graces, but not because, but in that case, he wanted them out, out yeah. of the picture for a while. Well, he had got, he had gotten the couple together. Right. And, and so, with him being in as tight as he was, he would have gotten in the way. Yeah, I mean, he would here have. You've got this, you got this 17, 15, 16, 17, whatever it is, kid running around the place, and you're trying to spark with this other person. Yes, it's a cheap, uh, chica. Plus, uh, Quoth was finding out things about the Lackless family. True. That Alvaron probably didn't really want to know about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I can agree with that. I, I kind of, mostly for me, when I was reading it, I felt like he had wooed this woman almost on false pretenses. And Quoth was the source of all that false, pre, all the false, pre, not completely false, but like he had someone coaching him. Right. You know what I mean? It was right. it, it, it's like you wouldn't want your wingman to be around all the time to for her to figure out. Oh, this is where he was, you know, it wasn't thinking Oh, for you didn't write those songs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those poems didn't yeah. come from you? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's how I kind of, and he, so he sent him on like a a suicide mission almost. Yeah, but, almost yeah. thinking like he wouldn't come back from Yeah. It. Right. Yeah, because he doesn't realize that Quoth is going to come back and Quoth is going to be successful no matter what. 
Yeah, but and of you, course, you, you, of course, we you, say that we say that, but you know, I think that Patrick Rothfuss does a good job of presenting quote in danger, um, even though psychologically we know he's going to make it right because we have him in the present day in the innkeeper. He's course. not dead, so and you can't have the you know. 500 pages left in the book with quote still, you know, die dying in the middle of it. So, I mean, there's a lot of logic <laughs> there. Um, but, but I think that for me, there, there are times where I'm, you know, genuinely believe that quote is in danger. And like when they, so like when they creep up onto the camp uh, of the bandits, uh, I don't see a guarantee at that point that they're somehow going to get out of it, even though I know they are. I will say that if there wasn't the future tense stuff, he would write decent suspense for the character in those situations. I'll give you that. But well, see, I, th- I think he still does. But whatever, uh, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, that. But I don't know. I mean, I yeah. There's like I I did have a sense of how it's not less of a how is he going to survive? Is is he going to survive? More of just how is he going to get out of it this time? Yeah, was more in my head. What do you think of his bandit crew? You know, Didan, Hespa, Martin, and Tempe. I thought they were interesting. I like I like I like the, Tempe the best. Yeah, I think you're meant to like Tempe the best, right? Well, and you are because they're like learning the language and the dance and the Catan and yeah. everything else that he's kind of, you know, yeah. being part of. Um, and is, is it Hespa and, and Didan? They're the ones that fall in love, right? Yeah, at the end, right? Yeah. And Martin's a tracker. Is that correct? I think I'm correct. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, the thing I liked about, well, just, I mean, I will get into it more, I'm sure, but the, the Catan or Kaitan or however it's said, um, I like that for him, he didn't over explain it. Like he did, he does many things, but he would just be like, he used front face palm pig, you know, right. like he just <laughs> would say what it was called and you right. were just supposed to know. What it was, and I kind of like that because it let my imagination kind of right. fill it in. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Any this thought- section of the book, this section of the book where they went after the uh, uh, the bandits, was probably my favorite part of the entire book because the battle scenes, the writing of the battle scenes was absolutely epic. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. One of my favorite. I would. Probably agree. This is probably my favorite part as well. I liked the school stuff, but um, this is the part of the book where I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm reading here. Like this is this is interesting. It's fun. It's he's kind of using his skills that he learned, but at the same time, he can't overuse them because then people will think he's you know some sort of mystic creature, right? So, but I do. I, yeah, I well, and let let's face it, the school stuff was starting to get just a little bit more of the same. You're right. Yeah. You know, okay, we're going to go into town and drink and now we're going to play a concert and we're going to go back to the school and pick on Ambrose for a while. And then we're going to try to invent something new. And now we're going to walk back to town and get drunk again. And you know, all this stuff (laughs) just, right. It just seemed to, to get just a, a little bit repetitive. Right. But then things take a hard turn. Oh, yeah. And this is where the book lost its rails for me. Oh, okay. Florian. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who they had hinted at before. I don't remember if she was mentioned in the first book. 
Well, they had hinted about in the story about uh, somebody's dad and, and uncle chased after her and the uncle never came back. Right. Or he came back crazy. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Valorian. Yeah. And so, and there were these, all these hints in the first book about seven words to make a woman love you, etc. And he sees Florian and he just goes, whoop. He's like, this is a challenge. I can handle it. Right. And he just jumps right into this thing that no one else has been able to handle. Because you never listen to the people that are older than you and that are supposedly wiser than you right. that are helping you track down this band, these bandits, right? Right. Ignore them. And uh, my favorite part there was Owen is when uh, Hespa has the Dan down on the ground, <laughs> breaks, breaks, his arm. breaks his arm <laughs> because you are going after that chick, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that part was interesting, and then he goes, he just runs after her, and it's not even like a chase. It's just, in the span of half a page, all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, you're in in fairyland. And and it's, we went from soft fantasy to hard, like... Hardcore? Yeah, here's the hardcore. (laughs) Here's, it's like, okay, now we need to take a break from story to, like explain all of this new mythos that we you know you you didn't really know was there and well hinted at hinted yeah. at you know um i mean i definitely see this is the part two that bogged down for me a bit um i enjoyed the tree in this section uh with the you know the, the killing of the butterflies and that whole thing the the weaving of his coat um or his uh, cloak, you know, and so I like that. Um, I like, too, how around the fire, when they're tracking the bandits, they tell the story of the moon, the boy who captured the moon. And and uh, and then later on, when f- they recount the story to Florian, Florian goes, well, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like res- resettles this, this idea that there's a connection between the two. Um, but in, in general... I was just like, when are we leaving Florian? Like I was, I was just waiting for that. Understood. Well, did you also enjoy how this uh, character who seems to get out of everything and solve all the problems that can't be solved at age 16 is also the master of sex? Well, he learned. (laughs) He learned from Florian. But it didn't take him long to, like, wow her. (laughs) Well, remember that he was there for months. So he, I mean, when you're when when you're doing it like multiple times a day, yeah, well, okay. you're, you're going to become an expert. Yeah, all right. Reading reading this section, it felt like months. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. What was it? 
what was it, five chapters, six chapters? Oh, I don't, yeah, let, see, I was listening. Let me that. paraphrase, let me paraphrase <laughs> this section of the book for you. Please, okay, go ahead. please. In the words of Are you ready for this? So do you want me to cue the, let me cue, let me cue the loot music, go ahead. Okay. They were naked. Did you know they were naked? Hey, by the way, they were naked. David, did you know they were naked? They were naked? They were. The, by gosh, they were naked. Oh, they were. look, they're naked. They were. And they're still naked. You know, that word. They weren't just naked, those, though. They weren't just naked. That word in those chapters, that word in those chapters came up 17 times. <laughs> I did. Which is really easy to do on a kin. I I think I I got the picture. Okay, and that that part of it, just that much of it. No wonder it uh, took you so long to read. You were just rereading that chapter again and again and again. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I felt as though I was being completely disrespected by the author, <sighs> and he really? thought I was really stupid, and had to be reminded of this over and over and over again. And it just, it was boring as hell. Well, see, for me, I didn't interpret it as being talked down upon. I, I interpreted more as is this was new for Quoth, and therefore he kept talking about it because it was so strange and new and weird for him. Because um, up to this point, there's like no sex in the book. And then all of a sudden, like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, and this is like, this is like a boy that has just come of age. Yeah. And, 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 and so I think that, I think for me, that's, that's the way I took it. But I do see what you're saying that it feels like, seriously, you're going to mention the word naked again. And then he comes back into the world as, quote, the wad. I mean, <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> Let's, okay. We read an entire series of books that a child wrote and then came of age through the writing process to become a man. And he did not put all this kind of stuff into his book. So, I mean, come on. It just seems weird to me that this like older guy took all this time to write about. Well, so that's why I'm wondering if it wasn't intentional because throughout the rest of his books, he's not like he's, not throwing words again and again and talking down, but just a section. That's true. So I'm wondering if it was intentional. I'm pretty sure it was intentional. No, I but, get I, He was trying to drive home the point of how weird it was. Yeah. And how naked and he how was. How naked he was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. How and, naked she was. And how naked she and was. And of course, of course, with still half the book to go, another 500 pages, we got to have that possibility that we're going to get more boom chicka wah wah. And we As do. The book and goes we, on. And, and we, we do. do. Of course we do. Of course. Of course we do. All we have to do is visit Tempe's people and we're good. Because because the mystical seven words that they kept building up to aren't any set seven words. They just happen to be seven, seven words. words that you speak to a woman and Apparently. Yeah. Right, right. Jim Jim knows those seven words. I, I assumed so. Yeah, he does. He puts him to loot music and whew, women swoon. swoon. That's no, our glad, that's no. I'm glad you're so far away. No competition. Man, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah, be, I'm be. sorry. If I if I know them, I learned them from David. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell picking anyone. Out, 
peeking out from behind bushes. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Uh, that's like two words, though. You know, so he's another five to go there. So. The rest are a mystery. Yeah, even to David. For this point. <laughs> uh, I, you know, so we get to, you know, when we leave Florian, the, the, the big thing is we move to, to Tempe's people, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I did enjoy the lessons and the learning and the fact that, like, he's taken down by this girl, this young girl that kind of drops him down a few pegs and the history of the sword and, and what that means and the lineage of the sword and a sword that doesn't dull, rust, or break. You know, I, I, I love that part of it. Right. I, I thought the school part was, I had a love hate relationship with it. I enjoyed You're talking it. about the school at the Tempe. The Tempe yeah, school, yeah. yeah. Tempe school, whatever. Uh, the it. fighting school, whatever. It, I thought it was interesting. I thought it lasted too long. And the Amir, right? Yeah. yeah. And I thought that the results were, um, interesting, but it all felt, it felt simultaneously too long and too fast for him to achieve all of the things that he achieved and get, you know, them giving him the sword and him. I think there could have been more blending of the two schools. I think I would have enjoyed seeing that. Like if he would have overcome more and he did kind of with saying the wind at the tree, but if there would have been a little bit more of him, like proving himself, but mixing in the alchemy stuff to kind of, uh, kind of succeed i think that would have been more interesting to me there does seem to be a divorce between what he's learned at the university and when he gets out here in the real world i mean there's some of that but in general that stuff's kind of let go he's like learning a whole new set of skills right when he's out on his travels before he returns back to the university and maybe we'll see the blending at the university in the third book that never gets written right or that yeah. will get written but well but we'll see when but I know. I, other things to say about that. I mean, we return back to the king or his patron. We return back to Master Alvaron a little bit. Um, well, Jim, what did you think of the second school? Yeah, we should talk about that. Well, um, I I thought it was it was quite interesting. It smacked kind of of uh, Jedi training to me a little <laughs> bit. Um, I thought it was. A little over the top, and yes, way too dragged out. Yeah. The sword thing was cool. The whole names for, thing was interesting. Yeah. For what we for what we got at the end, uh, you know, I, I would have anticipated him getting his armor. I would have liked to have seen more of the mixing of the arts. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, what he learned from both places to be kind of put together, you know, this, and then, uh, I don't, I didn't get the whole, uh, history of the sword thing and, and the teaching and that, that part of it. Uh, I didn't see where it was really necessary for that. You know, um, I agree with you, Jim. I think that I would have liked to see him remain at the school. Not that I wanted the book to be longer, but I, I would have liked to see him go a little bit further in the school. And the fact that he cut his training short, in a sense, um, 
bothered me just a little bit. And I suppose there's a reason why uh, that he felt like he needed to go at this point. But is he uh, now, am I wrong or did he not get awarded the red armor? He did not get awarded it. No. Because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he got awarded the sword and he earned that, but he never earned anything beyond that. And so he could tell people that he studied with the Amir, but he can never tell them that he was the Amir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the uh, distinguishing factor. And they were okay with that. Ademri. What? Are they the Amir or the Ademri? Oh, I'm sorry. The Ademri. I'm sorry. I said. I just came to my mind. Yeah. The Amir are the other people. But Yeah. Uh, I I was using the wrong term. Tempe Tempe was the most interesting person from that group though as far as i was concerned when when he moved out of the picture it it just kind of went flat for me yeah i agree he was missing i he okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go off here a little bit oh a rant go but ahead i think you the rant master music he, he, you know if you took away the the te- the um well, even if you just did the stuff at the taverns better, let's just ignore that sore spot. Pacing wise, the stuff at the school should have been more in the first book. Like, like half, at least half of that could have the, been the, in the stuff with the Ademri. But no, at the um, at the college, okay, could have been, and the beginning of this book could have been. The it could have cliffhanged on the repercussions of of using the name of the wind since the first book was called the name of the wind and it's barely involved in the story. It could have ended with that and him having to like what's going to be the repercussions. Q next story. Q next story. He this book he leaves. He's kicked from the school. He goes to the mayor's thing. Adventure out winds up at the Ademri school. Most of this book takes place at the Ademri school and more stories and interesting things happen there. You could even have the Florian stuff happen while he's doing some sort of like, you know, like Indian ritual where they would send him out after the wolf don't, or Spartan thing, you know, don't come back to you right. kill the wolf type thing. But he goes out and he gets stuck in the with Florian and then he comes back and they earns the sword. And then the last half of the book is kind of the same of him journeying back to the, to the mayor and then, back to uh, school at the very end or something. They could have, it could have been this whole book of all those interesting stuff that happens at the Edemri, but instead the Edemri is, has almost no meat to it. And it's just like beat, beat, beat. Okay. Move on. Like it's, you know, it's like these long, it's too long and it's too short. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my thought on the ways. Next book, he should just have me edit it. Or if when he's done the next book, I'll, I'll make like a big, I'll reorganize it. All right, right, there you go. He just call me, call He'll me, call you, call me, <laughs> Rothus. There you go, Rothus. Yeah. <laughs> so very it's, cool. Uh, he gets back when he gets back to college, though things are changing. Things are kind of interesting. Yes. Yeah. He discovers like he's making money. He's Reconnecting with Davy and Dena 
Yeah, and who Denna? becomes the new who becomes the new university champ? That is true. That is true. Oh boy, what is it? Um, Heyman, the guy doesn't like him. Yeah, and his friends in love with the other girl, Fallon, or oh yeah, whatever her name fella. is, fella, fella. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now your tuition is fifty talents, and he's like excited about it because yeah. he gets money. Yeah, and <laughs> he made a deal with the uh, the the bursar, right? right. Yeah, very cool, very but cool. To me, the best part of him coming back is how much these people's lives have just continued on. Right. And for so much of the story of these people, their lives are centered around him. He's gone, and you see how, like, they've totally right. moved on from him. And they're fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have some uh, we have places, things, and organizations to talk about on our list yet. Anything here that we want to tackle that we haven't really uh, tackled here yet? <laughs> we haven't. We didn't talk much about Tarbian. That's a yeah. Town. He goes back there, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he goes back. Big... He visits back to his, his the haunts in the first book, right, David? I mean, uh, Jim. Sorry. Yes, and and this was this was kind of a neat part that that kind of. Gave you a warm, fuzzy feeling how he went back to that place where uh, the the old guy was taking care of the, the misplaced kids mm. and made a big, fat donation. Right. And he even went back to, like, the cobbler that helped him and, you know, paid him and, back. And, and he paid he, his bills, yeah. He seemed to be making stuff right. Like, people that had done him a boon or a favor in the first book, he was gone back to do that. And then, of course, runs into Denna yeah. all the way. So, anyway, he went there to actually also hear stories about himself. Oh yeah, <laughs> but well, oh, we totally we totally skipped over pe- people and places. Is um, his his where we learn about him finding the troop? It's not a troop. Oh yeah, we did we did skip on on his way oh, back yeah. after after the after his visit with the Ademray on his way back to the uh, yeah. Yes. What are they called? Um, well, it's a rue. It's the people, it's Adem- people that are yeah. the, the, the pseudo rue, the, f- the, the faux rue. Yeah, the, the edema rue. Edema yes, edema rue, yeah. Yeah, the faux edema rue. And yeah, he slaughters them on, he saves does. his two girls. Right. And Which is part of the reasons he's kicked out of his patron's graces at that point, because he hears about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he says, I can't have you on, but- Here's a nice fat purse. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't he doesn't get himself kicked out until he identifies himself as a trooper. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. And, and his and, and that's, his and his wife would have problems with it. Oh, huge. Well, she had huge problems with it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I hear you, but that is a um, that slaughtering. That was brutal. I, 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 I again the second time I read the book, and that was a brutal. It was brutal to listen to. It it's was pr- brutal. It's it probably was the most violent. Yeah, it's probably one of the most violent places in the book. Um, and I thought that uh, Patrick did a great job of the shock and trauma of the one girl yeah. who wouldn't speak, and mm-hmm. and I love it when he gets back to town. He breaks the uh, the guy's arm. Um, that speaks out of turn, and I, I think is I think that's that that scene is fantastic. 
I really, I really, that was another part of the book that I, that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, because let's, let's face it. Quoth is a gypsy. He is. Yeah. Okay. He, he, that, that is, that is where his stock comes from. And he found false gypsies and they've already got a bad name. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he finds a troop of false players. Right. That are making things even worse. Yeah, absolutely. So they need to they need to be put down. Right. Yeah, no. You totally understand his, you totally understand my From his point it. of view. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Now had had anyone tried to bring them to justice? Of course, all they did was kill a bunch of gypsies. Who cares? Right. You know, I hear you. I hear you. So, so uh, Quoth felt like he needed to take matters into his own hands because there would have never been justice. Mm-hmm. And then he goes ahead and brands him. Well, you, yeah. you learn. Well, yeah, that, That's like that was to let that was to let others know. That uh, they were false, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And even even in the book, the uh, author talks about how um, Quoth was feeling sick from doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. I but it was something that something that had to be done. Yeah. I feel pacing wise, like this was a good part of the story to have this because. I was kind of checking out post uh, returning back, and I was kind of like, but like I'm kind of bored. And then this happened, and it was it got me kind of hooked, again. hooked back in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, when the Chandran, we 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 didn't really talk much about the Chandran. They don't play a huge role, although we encounter one of them when the bandits are caught. They seem to be leading the bandit troop. Or the one guy does, right? Mm. I forget yeah. what his name is. I want to call him Cinnamon, but that's not his name. The, fi- the fire guy. Yeah. Yeah. But and he escapes the lightning bolt. He does. And he. Now, my favorite part is when that arrow, when the arrow goes through his leg, and he stands up and laughs. <laughs> wasn't it alluded to that he was one of the? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember what they're called. The Chandrian, yeah, yeah. yeah he, As a matter of fact, the leader. Yeah, he is. He is. He is the leader of the Chandrian. Okay. And that's why Quoth recognizes his voice. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so uh, we. I can't think we talked about favorite points of plot. We don't kind of need to rehash that. We have some themes here: empowerment, sexuality, education, the pursuit of knowledge, and revenge. I think we covered sexuality pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, five chapters of it. 17 (laughs) times naked. 17 times naked, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the pursuit of knowledge is still there throughout. And this idea of revenge, there is something that's driving. Well, remember, this is when he goes, when he goes to the Ademre, it's one of the things under the undercurrent that they're sensing in him, that there's this revenge. It's unspoken. That's fueling something greater than they know, and it makes them yeah. a little bit dangerous. Yeah. And then, well, and we saw it very plainly in the 
story that we talked about before, dispatching the the false Adema Rue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I do have some listener feedback. Is this a good spot to kind of put it in before we give our closing thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we got two people that kind of gave some comments about this book. And uh, Dave Carter was the first one. He posted this on Facebook and he had kind of responded to it. And and here's what he says. And then we can kind of talk about it. And then there's another one yet also. Um, Dave Carter says, the King Killer Chronicles reignited my love of the genre. So many of the stories being told were turning out to be reskins of other stories that was getting difficult to get excited about anything coming out of this space. When you have to describe your book as variants of other books, we're beginning to dilute the strength this arena once enjoyed. Then the name of the wind arrived as a good friend turned me onto it and I was immediately hooked. The wise man's fear is a contribution of that story that does just as well, if not better than the first agrees with you, David, um, from the positioning of the dark and perilous issues contrasted with the excellent comedic delivery and the characters you simply can't get enough of. I can't recommend this, albeit unfinished series enough to anyone. I've given copies of these two books away to friends on numerous occasions since a release, never a disappointed response. I received this book as a, as a gift, and uh, I was disappointed. No, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was. It was recommended by an English teacher, and I was not disappointed when I when I read Name of the Wind. I was, you know, I, the second one maybe not as strong as the first, but I didn't. I do, I do appreciate the series, and I when we went back into the second book, I did enjoy going back into it, even though it drug at points for me. But yeah, but any any thoughts of any other thoughts, Jim, about what he was writing? Uh, not really. I'm okay. I'm glad he enjoyed it. Yeah. I think I responded at the time. Yeah. I don't remember what I said. Yeah, you said, here's what you said. I'll quote Dave. <laughs> this is David Moulton. You could save yourself the pain of waiting and just watch paint dry. Number one, you could do it right now. And number two, it would have a better and more cohe- most, it would have a better and more cohesive narrative than these books. <laughs> so that was that words of David. Wise man, I stand by those words. Right, right. Um, and actually, that was in response to Kevin Kresge when he said, "This is the other guy that wrote in." So, Kevin, hi to you. Uh, Kevin says, "I just want to, I just want Pat to give us the next freaking book, four years and counting, maybe more. They are that good." And then you said the comment about paint dry, and he laughed at it. Uh, but then he gave a much more detailed response. He said, "That was epic. I'll agree. I can certainly go watch paint dry. Personally, I enjoy Pat's writing style. As a musician." I was enraptured by the scenes in the name of the wind dealing with music and musical performances. They were simply amazing. I felt like the second book suffered greatly trying to pay off what could have been a very simple concept of quote time with the mirror and the Adem, which much uh, with a much more complex, trudgingly paced walk through the woods. The only really redeeming sections of that entire act of the second book were quote learning the identity of, of Haliax from the Edem and his time in the Fae. So he liked the time in the Fae, apparently. Um, the setup for the Doors of Stone has been pretty solid, but Wise Man's Sphere was, I think, overwritten uh, for all the more plot developed that we received. Even though we find out the quoth was has extended and royal family that he's not even aware of and gains knowledge of his antagonist, that whole section was just painful to me. On rereads, I pretty much dodge a whole act, or at least leaf through that whole section. 
Regardless of the narrative, regardless, narrative may be boring in some instances, but I still think it's done pretty well. In my opinion, it's still less overwrittenly boring than Tolkien, less preachy and douchey than the good, good kind sort of truth series, and less predictable than Sanderson has been outside of the Wheel Time series. Jordan has long been my favorite, even with all the sulking, tugging braids and adjusting the skirts. Jim Butcher, especially the Dresden Files, doesn't screw around. It's also plot development and whatnot, just punching you in the face mixed with some great humor. So that's his his thoughts on Wiseman's. Now, Jim, as Yo. as well, I don't want to call you a musician because you're a master lutist. Yeah, we, we need which, it. That elevates him a lot. He's higher. Higher than higher. a musician. He has earned his pipes. <laughs> yeah. He's earned his pipes. I yeah. have a master's degree, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah, up? Yeah. Master lutist. Yeah, he, he is a master lutist. Yeah. Um, Lutus? Lutus. Lutus. Lutician. Lutician. I like lutician. Lutician works. What did you think about his music comment? How, do, you, do you agree with what he thought about the uh, musical writing? Well, he's talking about the first book when he's talking about that, though, too. Okay. But still, as a master lutist, lutician, well, MD. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this, that it was, I, I enjoyed the parts of the book where his musical skill uh, was enough to, uh, let's see, how do I want to put this? Cause people to have an aesthetic experience when he performed. Right. Because I think these days, that sort of thing is rare, and um, does, just it just doesn't happen enough anymore. <laughs> Follow-up question. Have you begun or nearly completed your loot-centric soundtrack to the reading this book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the answer is probably no to that. Uh, there's two things that, that Kresge mentions I want to talk about. The setup for Doors of Stone has been pretty solid. Is that the name of the third book? I don't know. It, it could be because the names of the books don't seem to have much to do with anything. And the doors of stone, I mean, those are the stone pillars that we've been, the waystones, as they call them, that we've been encountering. And there's certainly more to that. There's a, there's a story there that we haven't hit yet. But you can get to the faith room or something yeah, like that. Well, or you can travel or whatever it is. Yeah. Through it. Uh, the second thing, he mentions that um, even though we find out the Quoth has extended and royal family. Did I miss that? I don't remember that. I don't remember Quoth having royal family. I don't. And, and if it was revealed to us, how could it have been revealed to us unless through Bast? Maybe. And maybe. Maybe maybe it is revealed through Bast at the end and I just missed it. Okay. Did you catch it, Jim? Uh, no. Yeah. So I didn't. So, uh, uh, so maybe we'll have to ask uh, Kevin about that too. Uh, Kevin, if you're listening to the show, we would love to hear your thoughts as to uh, – you know, why you think Quoth is royal blood or what made that made, made you think that. Um, it's definitely not as – he mentions it's definitely not as overwritten as Tolkien is. And I like Tolkien, but Tolkien definitely is a world builder. Definitely a world builder. Tolkien is from a different time. Well, true, true. But And I don't know. Jordan, I love Robert Jordan too. I, I read the Wheel of Time series he's talking about and – 14 books, and there are times where he spends like three pages on a woman's skirt. 
And so, uh, I, I, so that's where that comment comes from. And I, and I understand that even though I certainly enjoyed it, I'm currently going through a Sanderson book that he's talking about, like Oathbringer right now. And I'm having a difficult time getting back into it. And that, and that's a style of writing that used to be, that was very popular at a time when we didn't have other outlets of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> well, you even look at Dune itself, the original oh, Dune yeah. book. Yeah, very much a world builder at that point. Oh, even before that, go back and read Les Miserables. Yeah. 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 2,000 I mean, pages. Yes, a person walks into a room and every detail of the furnishings of that room, the wallpaper, the carpet, everything else is very meticulously described. Jim, let me tell you about the parasuers. I'm going to describe them in about two chapters, all right? In about 30 pages, let's talk about the parasuers. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, by the way, funny story is my students just got done reading Les Miserables. Now, they just read, they read sections of it. I did not make them read all 1,500 pages of the English translation. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but... All right. Well, Just, any other thoughts on uh, what Kresge or Carter said? Well, thanks for leaving feedback. Yeah, thanks. For, we do appreciate yes. that feedback. Yeah. yeah. And for ignoring my smart remarks. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or embracing them. You're embracing them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which he actually, that kind of spurned his comment on, you know, the yeah. length and the wordiness of it. So I thought that was good. That was good. So, so uh, David, take us into closing thoughts. All right, so closing thoughts on this book, and uh, let's also tie in um, rating as well. Our ratings here. All right, um, Jim, how would you rate this book? And any final things you'd like to share? All right, um, yeah, I'm going to rate. I'm going to give this a three. Um, and I'm taking away because of 17 times being reminded. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just don't feel like the author thinks that I am intelligent. Number one and number two, it was just too damn long. Please excuse that, but I mean that's all there is to it. There was a lot of fluff in here that could have been trimmed. Uh the book could have been way more efficient. That's not to say it's all bad. There were some things in there that I really very much did enjoy. Um, I I liked getting away from the university for a while and going in, in different directions. But I think maybe the author tried to put too much into this book, too, too many other things, and he didn't really do any of it any justice the endings of some of the sections seemed awful abrupt now would you recommend this book oh that's that's a difficult one um i would i would definitely recommend this to people that i know that are diehard fantasy fans um, as you know, because most fantasy books are 700 pages too long to begin with. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if it's someone I know that, that 
would really enjoy fantasy, yes, I would recommend it. If it's someone like me who is not, who is on the fringe of the genre, I'd say no. You need to stay away from this. Okay. Yeah. Scott, closing thoughts? So closing thoughts. Um, it was, I enjoyed it reading again in general. Um, I would rate this book a four out of five because I feel like one fifth of the book I could have done without. Uh, and mostly the Florian part is the, the part that really bothered me. The rest of the book for me was fine. Um, I just felt a drug at that point only. And that, that's the only reason I pulled back. And that's the same part that Jim's talking about the uh, 17 naked times. So I, um, for me, I enjoyed the story. Um, and uh, not quite as much as I like Name of the Wind, which I gave a five out of five. Uh, but if I had someone that absolutely loved Name of the Wind, I would recommend them reading written this and the short story, which focuses on, um, oh, the girl. Tana? No, the girl, the, the flighty girl at the university. Um, I forget. Fella. Yeah, what? Not fe- no, not fella. Oh, the other girl. The other girl, yeah. the one that's mentally not there. Yeah, yeah. This is her story. Aria. And there's a short story. And I read it, and it's fantastic. But don't read it expecting Quoth, because it's not about Quoth. Um, but it's about her. Um, Ar- Ari. It's about Ar- Ari. So. Um, yeah, so uh, would I recommend it? Yes. Uh, four out of five for me. And... Um, Definitely, if you like the first book, it's definitely worth reading this at least once. So, well, for me, closing thoughts. I thought the book was uh, kind of explained the narratives all over the place. Could series could have been written in a narratively a better pacing. Um, there's too much of things and too little of other things. Uh, we covered that before. I'm going to give it a three out of five and. Here, here's the thing. I gave the last book a three out of five, and I feel like this is a better book. So I can't give it a two, which I want to, but at the same time, I can't give it more than a three because it doesn't deserve anything better than that. Oh, you're rough. So you're rough. I'm going to stick a with three point five. I'm just going to stick with the solid three. I can't okay. even give it a three point five. Okay. Would I recommend this book? No. If somebody came up to me and they said, "Hey," I read The Name of the Wind, and I, my first response would be, I'm sorry. And then they would say, oh, well, I was thinking about reading the second one. Why would you say that? And I would say, don't. And then they would say, really? Why? And I would say, go away. So, right, right. right, right, right. <laughs> no, I would just say I didn't like it. And it's, it, it, you know, the stuff I talked about here. But I, I couldn't, I, I, I don't think that I would recommend it. it. At the same time, I didn't hate reading it. I kind of disliked reading the first one, but... This one I didn't. It, there were parts that kept were interesting, but I just I just don't understand why anybody would want to invest any more into this, especially if going into it you know about what the drama of the third book. Like it just seems like you could invest in 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 better stories. Hmm. So and there you have it. There you have it. There you have it. Well, there you go. So the next book we're going to be reading is is. Armageddon's Children by Terry Brooks. So this is the book that kind of starts the series. Um, 
it really explains, and this is part of the uh, Sword of Shannara series. So Sword of Shannara is the first book in the series. It's the original book, but not first in this timeline. So Armageddon's Children pushes us back to how this world even create was created. Now, when this book was recommended, we were told it could be read on its own. It can. As a, yes, you yeah. do not have to have read the breast to read it. And it I mean, I know it's part of a trilogy, right? I, I yeah, and I'm a huge Terry Brooks fan, so I, I've read every single Terry Brooks book that's out, and um, and I really enjoy his writing. So, not as ponderous as Rothfuss in his fantasy, because this is still kind of fantasy. Um, I know nothing about it. Yeah, other than there's probably a sword involved. Well, maybe, maybe not in this one. Okay. I forget. There's a sword in the name of the series. Yes, there is. Just the like there's a shy. name. Yes. There's a king in the King Killer Chronicles. Right, right. Somewhere we still see, see the king. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, yes. So, and our next poll is... It's up. Pretty, it's up. There's a lot of options. Yeah. Definitely. Get your votes in. Get your votes in. I mean, I'm curious to see who votes what on this one. Yeah, I wonder who's going to win. Yeah. Um... Well, right now, I can tell you. I have the pull up in front of me. Do you want yeah, to know what's can that? We hear, so, can we hear what's up? Yeah, so right now, Levi- Leviathan Wakes, number one, it has, has two. The second one, author Leviathan Wakes, has no votes. Whoa. The third one has two votes. And then um, the fourth, Leviathan Wakes, has one. Okay, so it's kind of a hot race between. It's, it's a tie between Leviathan Wakes one and, and Leviathan, Leviathan Wakes three. Three, three. yeah. And so. Not- not book one or three. They're still the first book. Yeah, still the first book. So but I think that everyone needs to hop on here and vote for Leviathan Wakes in the third one. <laughs> yeah, because that's the one I want to read. Okay, I, I so, got you. Yeah. I feel like Jim voted for the fourth one. That's where he it probably goes. did. Yeah. He's a, he's a, a yeah. rascal. Went against the grain there. Thanks a lot, Jim. <laughs> you just go back to playing your loot, right? Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll just wrap yeah. up the show. <laughs> Well, uh, we'd love to hear more from you, what you think of this book or any of the previous books we've read. Uh, there's lots of ways you can do that. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com, The Orbital Sword. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Orbital Sword. Uh, of course, the best place to get to us is through the website, orbitalsword.com, where you can vote on the next book. Uh, all the options there. You can see any past episodes. You can comment. You can find all of our social media stuff there as well. Uh, there's even pictures of us if you want to see what we look like. Yeah, it's frightening. And, I know. Scary <laughs> stuff. Um, and, uh, if, you yeah. want, if you want to watch uh, Jim's new loot music video, it's up there as it's well. There so as well. check that out. There's also yeah, links. Don't to- tell them that for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be checking now. Man, I'll tell you what. You know. I play woodwind instruments. Me and strings, we don't get along with. Well, except for yeah. the loot. Except for the loot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are the no, loot master. I, no, no, no. Honest to goodness, I own a guitar and I know three chords and I have a capo. Well, there you go. You well, know, you know that that uh, worked for ACDC, so that's good. I'm just okay. waiting for the, when we log we log in for it. And you just bust out a loot mid review and start strumming it i know i know i, I feel like missed opportunities that's one of jim. our that's one of our patreon gives, giveaways isn't it you know you know you played so much and jim will play uh a, a there's lo- there's only one song. way i'm gonna learn to play the loot right and that is if i can play um purple haze on it absolutely absolutely why not 
Why not? But we do have a Patreon, by the way. So if you want to support the uh, Orbital Sword, you can check it out. Uh, just look up or- Orbital Sword, and we're on Patreon. Yeah, somewhere. thank you for those who are are helping there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the guys will buy me a loot with your loot. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else we need to go over No, here? I think that's good. That's probably a show right there. All right. So, once again, from the Orbital Sword, I'm David Moulton. I'm Scott Herzog. And I'm Jim Arrowwood. And join us again next time on Board the Orbital Sword.